Hello and welcome to Small Bites, equity strategies for busy people. Hello and welcome back to Small Bites. Thanks so much for coming back each week for listening and learning and continuing to do the work. If you know other educators who are working in the area of equity, please share with them Small Bites so that they can also learn and continue to make more equitable classroom and campus spaces. I'm going to talk to you a little bit this week about halo bias. In a nutshell, halo bias is this. If I like you, you can do no wrong. If you're attractive, I think you're just perfect. If you said there's really one thing that made me feel great, then I think that anything else you say is probably okay too. Halo effect means that basically you can do no wrong. You know, the little halo up here over the angels, that's kind of what it is. The opposite is also true when you're talking about the halo effect. If you've done one terrible thing or if you're ugly or shy or quiet and I might not trust you, then I think that pretty much everything you do is wrong. I'm not sharing a lot of academic resources, but if you'd like to look up the halo effect, it was first touted in 1920. So there's a lot of information about it. But the thing that you need to know as an educator, as a parent, as a human, is that no one is all good and no one is all bad. So if you tend to vilify the other side or vilify people who aren't like you, or vilify children who might not come up to your standard in your classroom, you are probably disenfranchising them in some way, putting them at some disadvantage. So you'll want to kind of watch out for that because that's what we do right now in politics. And I know I keep coming back to that, but it's so much a part of where we are as a country with the, the, the Democrats are all bad. The Republicans all bad. Oh, it's a Republican run state. That's why they had the Texas freeze. Oh, the, it, the Republicans aren't all bad. The Democrats aren't all bad. And until we can see the common good, the common humanity in all of us, we are going to continue to be more and more divided. And it's kind of bad right now. So what I want you to do is really work with, especially my primary school teachers, I really pulled out some great resources for you because that's the time we have to teach acceptance. That's the time we have to teach that no one's all bad, no one's all good. Just because someone's different doesn't mean that they're bad. So different does not equal bad. And same does not equal good. So I'll share the resources with you. And I hope that you will not only think of it as helping your kids to become better citizens, but that you'll also take time to reflect on your own practices and use the resources for yourself as well. Now for the five strategies to help you become a more culturally responsible educator. Visit Hedrick.com for the links. If you have 20 to 30 minutes, explore this article by David Pollock to see how likely it is that halo biases influence your teaching. Spoiler alert, a lot. Then choose two strategies to mitigate your own biases like grading anonymously or always, 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 always using a written rubric to grade. Finally, reflect on a time when the halo effect likely played a part in a decision you made. 
If you have 15 to 20 minutes, start with your youngest learners using this rich well of art literary projects that I found. Mandisa's website is designed for toddlers, but the projects can easily be scaled to work for pre-K through fourth grade. If you have 10 to 15 minutes, use this Precious Children article from PBS to help you understand why teaching acceptance is important early on. And then prepare at least one of the activities for your class or your personal kids or grands. If you have 5 to 10 minutes, review this Nielsen Group article that explains halo bias. And then think about how it reflects your teaching. They've also got some great hyperlinks there. Finally, if you have 0 to 5 minutes, Write down five people that you know who you attribute certain traits to. For example, Kevin is tall, he must play basketball, or Meredith is really pretty, she must have been popular in high school. Now, write down all the reasons that your assumptions might be wrong and why you've come up with them. All right, this has been Small Bites. I eat an elephant one small bite at a time. See you next week on Small Bites. Having a hard time staying awake until Friday night after a long day of COVID era instruction? Well then catch me on Monday mornings, 5 a.m. Central, that's 6 a.m. in New York City and get the latest Small Bites. Plus be on the lookout for Lanyap.